0: Welcome home, I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist, and this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about coping and healing from being in a toxic workplace. So, all of us who have been or are currently in environments that drain us and cause us to disconnect from ourselves, we have to heal, reconnect, so that we can move forward in the ways that really. accentuate our gifts our calling and our purpose but before we get into this week's topic i want to share with you all in one of our early episodes you had a homework to write vows to yourself and i have been checking the emails at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com and one of you shared lovely vows and i asked permission to share the vows and thank you for saying yes and I asked if you wanted your name shared and you preferred to be anonymous, which is absolutely fine. And I want you all to hear these beautiful, beautiful vows that uh, one of our cojourners wrote to themselves. I am love. I am worthy. I am earth, air, fire, water, and spirit energy, vibrations, I am you, you are me, we are we, I uphold to respect and protect my luminous threads of being and the entanglements into all, I am the most important person in the world to me, through long shadow nights to sunny blue skies on horseback, for all my ancestors and generations to come, I see us. May you rest and breathe. I listen to your stories and weave in my own. I vow to dance into the ground. Ashe, thank you so much for sharing that with me and sharing that with all of our listeners and for those of you who did not start at the beginning of the journey with us, I really encourage you to go back because it's some very important work about what you promise to yourself, what your vows are to yourself. Beautiful. All right, so we want to get into our topic for today of toxic work environments and the impact of those in terms of our disconnection to ourselves. So let us tell ourselves the truth on today, working that job in that place with those people has had an impact. That many times we fall into our script of I'm fine, or at least I'm covering my bills or at least I have a job, but we recognize a part of homecoming is truth-telling, and so I have to tell myself the truth about the places that I have worked that have drained me, that have emptied me, that have shaken my confidence, that have caused me to dilute my dreams, my possibility, my values, Places I have worked where I got caught up in pettiness, in foolishness, in nonsense. Places where I got distracted, fighting over things that have nothing to do with the reason I'm on the planet. The places where I have worked where I started to think less of myself because other people did not see my contribution my value, my intelligence, my gifts, my worth. When we work in toxic places, it affects us holistically. So mentally, you may find yourself having difficulty concentrating or focusing. Emotionally, you may find yourself depressed or angry. You may find yourself irritable You may find yourself anxious on eggshells waiting to see what is going to happen next. And even physically, you can find yourself getting sick all of the time. Headaches and backache and feeling nauseous, your immune system being down and constantly being vulnerable to illness. Mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. There are those who are on this journey with us who have prayed about your purpose, prayed about your calling, and if we are honest with ourselves, where you are currently working does not match, does not align with your gifts, with your calling, with your name. And so we have to first take in account of what has this cost me and how much longer am I willing to pay the cost. When we recognize the realm of our priorities, then we also can step back to recognize we do have choices. Because sometimes when you feel stuck, you will believe there's nothing more that I can do that I have to be here because no other place will hire me. And I want you to know that there are choices. I want you to know that there are options. I want you to know that as long as you surrender to the idea of being stuck, then you will show up in spaces that you have outgrown. When a butterfly emerges, you never see it going back to hang out with caterpillars because it knows it no longer belongs there. And there are those who are listening today who have outgrown that job, outgrown that position, outgrown that company. There are those listening today Waiting for promotion in that cubicle when you're supposed to be a CEO. There are those who are listening, who are stalled and waiting, doing time, literally doing time in a place that does not awaken you, does not value you, does not acknowledge you. So I want to first talk to you about, in the meantime, while you're there, for however long you're there, how you can preserve or how you can retrieve your mental health. And then I want to talk to you about the transition, because some of us, really need to value and prioritize coping in the meantime. And some of us really have to prioritize launching. And it is only when you are at home within yourself that you will get clarity about what season is this for you. Is this the season where you learned how to shift so they can't work your nerves the way they have been? Or is this the season where you close that chapter to start your next chapter? It's not for me to tell you. So you don't have to email me or DM me and ask me what you should do. You are living your life. And this is a part of you knowing yourself and knowing your timing. And when I'm at home within myself, I shift I shift, S-H-I-F-T, from confusion to clarity. I shift, I change from confusion to clarity. So for those who need to be where you are for this season, and there could be a number of reasons why. Sometimes there is some skill or some wisdom or some people skills that we are going to learn in this particular place. Sometimes you are there to make some connections for your next chapter. And so it is for you to determine while I'm here, if I am going to be here for a minute, what is the assignment, right? What am I going to, besides a paycheck, besides a paycheck. And so bless you for the paycheck. But what is it that you are to gain from this season so that it will not be a waste, Because the beautiful thing about a woman or a man who has come home to themselves is that they are finished with wasting time. That they are able to see through spiritual eyes what I gained from each season. And so I am grateful to be in a place in my life where I can honestly say no detours. There were no detours, everything served a purpose. And I pulled from it what I needed to pull from it, and then I closed the chapter and moved forward. So for those who are in a space right now uh, where waking up to go to work is depressing, where even uh, walking in the doors is dreadful. Um, I was even talking to one uh, woman who talked about literally running out of her job when the time was up, because she could not bear to be in there another minute. And so you know that's you, if that's you. you, when everything associated with your work is dread, anxiety, anger, bitterness, and burnout. So if that is you on today, I want to first tell you that it is important to tell yourself the truth. I know when you're at work or I hope when you're at work that you're able to mask it because if you're at work uh, communicating how much you hate it there, uh, that is usually going to create more difficulty for you. So often all day long, you are wearing a mask or at least trying to partially hide how you feel about that place. And so anytime we're having to be uh, inauthentic, it takes us away from ourselves. And so many of you have emailed about how do I build my confidence or how can I be more authentic? Well, the way I uh, build my confidence and become more authentic is living from a place of truth. And so the first thing I have to do when I'm in an environment like this is not just in a complaining way, but in a truthful way, have a meeting with myself about what is it I don't like about this place. And let's put it in perspective, because sometimes uh, there is one component or one person that is overshadowing the whole experience. And so I want to give myself an honest assessment about what are the things I like and don't like. Um, and w- of the things I don't like, what is it about those things that truly bothers me? What is it that really is getting to me? Because sometimes we give ourselves surface answers, right? I just don't like it. I just don't like it well we have to dig deeper because until I can dig deep and see the truth I will often repeat the pattern so we often talk about patterns in relationships how you can date a new person and it's really the same type of person but do you know you can also repeat patterns with employment you can go to a whole different company a whole different place and if we are not careful, the thing we didn't like about one place will be recreated in the next place. So I have to really look at what are the issues here so that I can choose differently and what are the issues here so I can see if a part of the dynamic is something I'm contributing to. So, for example, I had a very dear friend uh, who was excellent. Uh, she is has a has a spirit of excellence. She works very hard. Um, she never finished college, and so she is often um, in positions that are beneath her skill set. But quickly, people higher up recognize her gifts and abilities and uh, they give her things, and she volunteers for more things. So she ends up doing the job of multiple people while she is getting paid the least of everyone in the work environment. So she will leave that place, go work at another place, and the same thing will happen. So then it's not just about the workplace, but what is it that I need to shift so that even though I have a spirit of excellence, I don't keep volunteering to do four people's jobs. So that I can learn how to set boundaries, so that I can learn to say no, so that I don't convince myself that everything will fall apart unless I do more work than everybody else, even though I'm not being compensated, even though they don't give me a title to match the work that I'm doing even though nobody else would do all of this work, right? So we have to do a real reflection. What is it you don't like? What is it you don't like? And what are the ways that I can go forward with not creating that, not participating in that? Is there any power that I have over the aspects of the things I do not like? Yes. So I have to be honest uh, in assessing the situation. And then I have to also be honest about my feelings, because sometimes we um, will pretend that we're fine or we uh, will drink it away. We'll smoke it away. We'll gossip it away. But it didn't really go away. It's still there. And I have shared with you all before uh, the body keeps the score that the body holds our secrets. And so even when I pretend I'm okay, it's gonna show up in my body, it's gonna show up in my attitude. And some of us don't know. (laughs) Some of us, uh, our faces are very expressive. And so you think you're fooling somebody and it's written all over your face, right? So I have to be honest about how I really feel. And then uh, to give myself Uh, compassion for what I feel so instead of judgment instead of condemnation um, because sometimes we'll say you know well uh, this is my fault because how did I end up here or I'll say well somebody else will be grateful for this job what's wrong with me that I'm not grateful so I'm beating myself up and actually making it worse so instead I tell myself the truth about what are the issues here And then I give myself freedom to feel my feelings about this job, to feel them fully. And then I have this uh, really important uh, task, which is recognizing my job does not define me. My job does not define me, which also means my employer and my coworkers do not define me. Now, if you are not at home within yourself, then other people and titles and money will define you. So then because I work at this place, I feel low or because you treat me low, I feel low because I'm not at home with me. So I'm looking for these outside indicators to tell me who I am. So we have to step outside of that capitalistic box, (laughs) that box that says that people should be treated differently based on their income or education or title. We step outside of that falsehood, out of that lie so that I can know I'm worthy. Wherever I work, I'm worthy. Can I tell you all, when I first moved to California, it was my first time not being affiliated with an institution. So I went straight through school and I could always point at the school I was at and people would say, oh wow, it's a great school. Or then I could point to this job, oh wow, that's like an impressive job. And so when I first moved to Los Angeles and did not have a position, it really made me have to come home with the truth about how I was defining myself how I was valuing myself based on, so some people base it on uh, relationship, like your relationship status, right? I'm important because I know this important person, or I'm important because I'm in a relationship, or I'm important because I work at this job. I want you to know you can peel all that stuff away, because all of that stuff, including people, and places, and titles, and money, we can lose it all. We can lose it all, and so our identity, our value and our worth cannot be tied up in those things. Or else when you're promoted, you feel good about yourself. When you're laid off, then you'll think you're the lowest of the low. And it's a lie. It is a lie. So I define myself and my value separate from my job. And then I start to do uh, a ritual. So you need to create a ritual in the morning before you get to work, of what are the ways that you can nourish yourself? What are the ways that you can feed your spirit so that you don't show up empty, right? I don't show up expecting my job to give me joy. I come with it. So I used to work at a counseling center on the East Coast, which I will not name. And it was a very toxic place. I mean, just outrageous and ridiculous and uh draining uh and terrible and i uh, had to start doing my morning i call them devotions right these uh spiritual uh rituals to feed myself before i got there and so one morning i walked in and the assistant director of the center stopped me on the stairs and she says tama you always look so happy and i get the feeling It has nothing to do with this place. And I told her, you're right. If I was dependent on this place for my joy, I'd be a miserable person. So she looked startled. But then she said, so what do you do? And I said, well, since you asked, you know, I have rituals that I do in the morning so that I show up with my cup full. So you have to figure out what that ritual is for you of what feeds your spirit right? For some people, it's music. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's prayer. For some people, it's reading a holy text. Uh, Figure out what, what fills you. Some people need to get up and dance, yoga, do your workout so that you show up in that space, not on empty. Yes. I would even say in the car or on the train or bus with your headphones on, uh, having your theme music like what's the song that just puts a smile on your face what's the song uh, that makes you want to dance right so I will drive over with my theme song playing so by the time I walk in there I'm already in another place I'm in another mindset right and so we have to do that uh, even to start the day and then the next thing is figure out your allies They determine who on this job uh, is someone I connect with, uh, someone I respect, someone I uh, value, so that when stuff is just really out of order, even if I can catch eyes with this person, because what happens in these toxic places, everybody's acting like it's normal, right? It's like way left field and everybody is acting like this is just the thing to do or this is just what work life is so uh we need to have a reality check you know someone where i can look to see like is it me or is this like just really all the way off uh and so determine uh who your allies are and you don't need a lot if you have one that'll be good uh so that you can have uh that place of peace that place of uh, stability. And then I would say the importance of picking your battles. A lot of times in toxic places, there's a lot of arguing and bickering and competing and tearing down going on. And so I choose to preserve my energy. I choose that some stuff is not worth my time that it really doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. So I don't even have to chase down who said what about me. It Like, I'm so clear about who I am and what my purpose is that, you know, say don't sweat the small stuff, right? Don't sweat the small stuff. So, yes, some people there will do outrageous things that need to be addressed. But a lot of times it's really small stuff. Uh, and so I learn uh, not to put my emotions in other people's hands, right? There was an old uh, spiritual song that, would, that says, this joy I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away, right? So my joy is not dependent on my supervisor saying good job. It would be nice if they say good job, but even if they don't say good job, I will not allow that to ruin my day, right? Some people just don't show appreciation. Or they might show it to their favorites and they won't show it to you. And so I cannot live my life holding my breath waiting for other people to say I did well. I have to know that in my bones, right? I have, to know, I have to know that within myself that even if nobody else wants to recognize it, they don't want to give me a certificate, they don't want to give me a promotion, I can look at what I did myself and say well done and say well done. And it doesn't mean uh, that the human side of us, doesn't long for appreciation, acknowledgement. Uh, But in the meantime, while I am in this place where that stuff is not coming, that I do not uh, put my power, my identity, my self-worth in their hands. The next thing I would say is when you leave work as much as possible, leave it there. When you leave work as much as possible, when it's toxic, leave it there. Because let me tell you how it's contagious. Toxic workplaces, and this is not something I just read in a book, I know from working in them, they can consume you. So then you get out of there and all you're doing is talking about it. You might be calling a friend from work and talking to them about it. Or you're talking to your family or friends or roommate or spouse or even your children about it. And so it becomes your everything. And it has been given too much space. It has been given too much energy. And so I make a decision that for the season I'm here, when I clock out, or when i walk out of this space i am not going to get i am not going to surrender to ruminating to replaying the day over and over again even thinking about what i should have said what i could have said what i'm going to say to them tomorrow like it's it's too much it's too much and then i make a decision for my self care for my pleasure for things that ring my joy bells, so I just spent all of these hours in a place where there is high stress. So I make a decision that I'm going to care for myself, that I'm going to nourish, uh, I'm going to nourish myself with good, healthy food. I'm going to nourish myself by not staying up all night. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to nourish myself by spending time with positive people. I might even nourish myself by watching my favorite show or listening to my favorite podcast, which I hope is homecoming. I'm going to nourish myself uh, by uh, enjoying something funny, right? By laughing because all day there was no laughter, Right. And so I have to balance that out. I'm going to nourish myself by dancing or exercising because I'm holding stress in my body or even going for a walk or stretching. Or we talked about uh, healing our sexuality. So for some of us around sexual intimacy to show up and be present in those spaces. So I am going to create a life because my work life is not the sum total of my life and so uh you time time is so valuable we spend so many hours working so what are you doing with your other hours what are you doing with your other time so then uh the last thing i want to say on this before i talk about those who are ready to launch is um being strategic. When you work in a toxic place, you have to uh, develop clarity, a strategy, a plan. So who are the power people on your job? Who are the people creating most of the confusion and drama? Who are the people that drain you? Who are the people that are the decision makers? and then i have to figure out for me to be here what would make it more tolerable and for some it may even be what could make it enjoyable what needs to shift in this environment uh so that i can have a more fulfilling vocation so come up with a plan come up with a strategy let's call it a survival strategy If I am going to stay at this job, what are the things that are in my power to do? Or what are the things that I can collaborate with others to do so that it it detoxes it? I want you to detox your space. So you can detox your space spiritually uh, with your prayers and meditation in that space. You can detox your space socially by making some positive connection or one positive connection. But then you also want to detox it professionally. And what that game plan looks like is going to depend on your career, on your position, on the other people's position. Uh, But going through a toxic space without a strategy is a setup for uh, continued pain. So if you are saying, I need to be here for this season, what is my strategy, not only off the clock, but when I'm on the clock? And so for you who are staying in that place, I want you to determine what your ritual is. And for the next week, every day before you go into work, for you to do the ritual that nourishes your spirit. I want you to figure out who your ally is and make a positive connection with them. I want you to think about what your strategy is so you can start moving through that place with wisdom. You have observed some things. You know some things. You have dealt with some relatives who have those same personalities. So bring your wisdom to the table and Get you a game plan, a survival game plan. And then the final thing I want you to do before the next podcast is make a commitment to yourself that when I leave work, I will not spend all of my time talking about or thinking about that place. I will not give them my whole life. They have already had hours of my day. I will not give them my whole life. Now, for those who are ready to launch, woohoo! <laughs> it's time to start looking. Well, first is to determine, are you ready to launch into a new position at another place or are you ready to launch your own business? So determining what are the things that awaken you, what are the things that you would do regardless of the money that is attached, what are your uh, skill sets, and what are your resources. So if it is launching to start your business, then creating your business plan, talking to other people who have done that business. So interviewing people, and, and a lot of people are willing to share information, especially once they're established and they're not trying to see you as competition, Um, But that we can help each other out and you'll encounter some people who don't want to give you information and that's fine. God bless them. And you keep it moving uh, so that you can start to figure out what your launch looks like. How much would uh, what are the financial obligations to launching, how you can really uh, advertise or promote uh, your work and how you can do it in a place of excellence. So even think about some of the traps. What are some things that could go wrong? So planning ahead. What are some pitfalls for that type of position? And what can you do to prevent landing in that pit? Yes? So making uh, decisions to soar. And here is the beautiful thing about flying is that it is not without fear. Right? I think when Beyonce was interviewed about uh, coming out and being independent, you know, how did she do that? And, you know, she responded without hesitation. I wasn't afraid of failing. Right. So sometimes we put ourselves on hold because we're afraid. What if? What if? What if it doesn't work? Well, then I'll learn that lesson. Right. Then I'll figure it out from there. And then for those who are ready to go to a different company, you may not be an entrepreneur, but you know this place where you are, that's not where you are meant to be born to be gifted to be Uh, really as you're looking, being wide open, because sometimes we are so narrow, and we put ourselves in a box, because we assume other people will put us in a box. And so free yourself. Free yourself. For those who are old enough to remember the matrix, there is no spoon. (laughs) There is no spoon. So taking the ceiling off of my own thinking so that I can find my next, so that I can take flight and be who I was born to be. So those who are ready to launch, your homework is going to be to tell somebody because that's accountability. Once I tell somebody I'm starting my company or I'm starting to look for a different job, then that person is going to ask me about it. And so it speaks that, you know, there is power in our words and declaration. There is power in what you decree and what you speak and what you affirm. And so I dare you this week to tell somebody that you're about to launch out of that job. I am so excited that you all are listening on today. And after every toxic job you have survived, I invite your soul to tell your mind, heart, body, and spirit, welcome home.